The following message is from King's Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. To, uh, so good to be with you. Um, as Ben said, my name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at King's. And uh, thank you so much for coming to celebrate Christmas with us. It's a bit like the TARDIS in there. Did you notice people just keep going in and in and in? It's not very big, you know. It's only about as big as this stage block. So they're all, all cramped up on each other in, inside there. Um, we've called this evening's um, event um, Joy to the World. And I thought, I thought what I'd start with is spread a little bit of joy. Are you up for that? You're up for spreading a bit of joy. Brilliant. So I have got the best Christmas cracker jokes in the world. And uh, we're going to mark them and see which ones we think are any good. Um, when, when, when I did this in Bexhill, I think it was unanimous. None of them were any good at all. But uh, we, will, we will give it a go. We will give it a go. So first one. Did Rudolph go to school? No, he was elf taught. Doesn't work without glasses, really doesn't. Who's Santa's favourite singer? No, it could be. Elvis, El, Elf is Presley. Brilliant, and I, I, do, I do one more. What athlete is the warmest in winter? A long jumper. No, they, 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 to be honest, they weren't very good, were they? But uh, what, what is going to bring you joy this Christmas? What was it that you hoped would happen that would bring you joy? Maybe, maybe you had your heart set on England winning the World Cup. Okay, didn't work out so well, did it? Dear old Harry Kane, after he missed the penalty. Oh, dearie me. Maybe it's not that. Maybe, maybe kids, it's that you'll get a whole load of presents. That's not real, by the way. No one gets that many presents. They're probably all empty boxes. So uh, just, uh, just so you don't have too high expectations for Christmas Day. Maybe you think that you would have loads of joy if you won the lottery, like this couple here who won £184 million. So Joe and Jess Thwaite on the 10th of May this year picked up a cheque for that amount. And you think, well, maybe if I got that, I would be so full of joy, it would all be sorted. Or maybe, maybe, maybe a newborn baby, that is what will bring you joy. The truth is, truth is all of these things all of these things will bring joy, but, but, but joy to all the world? I mean, I'm sure the Thwaites were really pleased to get the 184 million pounds, but to be quite honest, it doesn't make a lot of difference to me and it probably doesn't make a lot of difference to you. So the claim, joy to all the world, is, is a big claim. Let me just remind you of some of the words that we read out, um, Ben read out just a few moments ago. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. It was night and they were taking care of their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news. It will bring great joy 
for all people. And I guess if that is all people, that includes all of us. And, and not just a little bit of joy, but great joy for all people. Today in Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here is how you will know that I'm telling you the truth. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger in an animal's feeding trough. So what the claim is that I've just read right now is that 2,000 years ago, a baby was born that will bring great joy for all the people. Now, on that night, I imagine there were thousands of babies born. And according to Google, which is a reliable source for all information, 385,000 babies were born today. That's a lot, isn't it? So what is it about this one baby that makes all this difference? And this one baby that will bring such great joy. What's different from any other birth? Well, we did read just there, actually, that one of the things that was different about that birth was the angelic visitation that took place. Now, I've, I've been around um, when my boys were born and I'm pretty certain that there weren't any angels there. I don't think there were anyway. Um, I must admit, I was slightly distracted um, at Joshua's birth because I couldn't get the TV working. But I'm fairly certain that there were no angels in the room. So what is it about Jesus's birth that is so joy giving? In that passage that we read, there are three titles, there are three names that I think are significant in understanding why this is so joy giving. It says in verse 11, today in Bethlehem, a saviour, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And I just want to briefly mention each of these three names, explain them to you, because I believe as I do that, you'll see why this birth, more than anything else, is so joy giving. Certainly more joy giving than my uh, Christmas cracker jokes anyway. The first, the first title, the first name is Jesus is Lord. If everyone reading this 2,000 years ago would know exactly what that meant, they would be in no doubt about what was claimed by Jesus having that title. The baby born in a stable is God clothed in flesh. God in a human body had come down. The one who was there right at the beginning when, when, when the world started, the one that keeps it all spinning right now and the one who will be there at the end was lying there in an animal's feeding trough. It's, it's remarkable. That word Lord is used over, well, nearly 20 times in the beginning of Luke's gospel. And, and we've read a passage just from chapter two, so right at the start. And nearly all of those occurrences when it's used, it's talking about God. So there's no doubt this baby is claimed that he is God. God clothed in flesh in all the weakness and all the limitation that comes in a human body. The second phrase that we read there is, he is the Messiah. This baby born in a stable was the Messiah. That means he is the anointed one. In olden times, kings of Israel were anointed with oil. It symbolised that God had equipped them. He had made them ready to be king for their kingly duty. So Jesus was the anointed one. He came um, with purpose and he was given everything he needed to fulfil that purpose. He is the anointed one. 
Only Jesus, the Messiah, is both authorised and empowered to carry out the specific work that his father had given him to do. And one of the things that he came to do was to reveal what God is like. If you want to know what God is like, you, you can make it up in your own head. Because sometimes you hear that, don't you? You know, oh, I think of God like that. I think he's like a warm, cuddly Father Christmas. Or, or I think about God like this. Well, truth is, you can, you can think whatever you like about God. But if you want to find out what he's actually like, go to the Bible. See what it says about him there, because that's what will make the difference. This Jesus didn't stay as a baby in a feeding trough. He grew to be a man. And when you read the, the, the Gospel of Luke, you'll find that he was provoking and challenging. You'll find that he cares about the one. He cares about the marginalised. He cares about the broken, the overlooked. He has time for people. You may be here today and you think, God wouldn't take any notice of me. Yes, he would. He cares about you. He cares about every single human being born on the face of this planet. But this Jesus is not some pushover. He hates injustice. He hates hypocritical behaviour and he called it out when he walked around on the earth. He loves right living putting others first, caring for the disadvantaged. He loves healthy relationships, whether that's between parents and children, husbands and wives, bosses and employees, friends, neighbours. He cares about how we treat each other. Even, even people we don't know, how we treat them, those we might pass in the street. Jesus cares about those things. And, and I'm not just making this up. It's not just my idea, it's, it's in the Bible. It's what it's, how it describes Jesus in the Bible. But he didn't just come to show us what God is like. He came to fix the monumental problem that exists in the world. And that leads me to the last title, the last name that we read in this passage. Jesus is the Saviour. He is the one that came to rescue people from the predicament of sin, sorrow and death and bring blessings that every single one of us needs. When we think about what Jesus is like, when I think about what Jesus is like and I read about him, I realise I cannot measure up to how he lived. I just can never hit the target. And truth is, it's the same for every single person here. Some of you might be genuinely good people. Well done. Others of you, you might think you're, you're a million miles away from God and God would not be interested in you. To be honest, sorry about using the football analogy again. About this time last week, Harry Kane took a really good penalty. He scored a goal, didn't he? But then he took a really bad penalty and he blazed it over the bar. And truth is, it doesn't matter whether he blazed it over the bar or he hit the post. He came really, really close and it bounced out. He missed. He missed the target. England didn't score, we went out. And it's the same for us. None of us by our own effort, none of us by our own trying, we can't hit the target. We need someone who can help us. We all fall short. And most messages we hear are about what we need to do. Well, well, just try a bit harder. Maybe you can clean yourself up. Maybe you can earn your way back in. Maybe, maybe when you've done those things, 
then you'll be good enough to come along to church. But that's not, that's not joy bringing. That's not good news. That, that's, that loads us down with weights and things we cannot carry. This is a message. This is a joy-filled message because it's about what God has done for us. It's about what he is doing for us. A baby boy born in a stable, placed in a manger, he is the Lord. He is God clothed in flesh. He is the Messiah, the anointed one, equipped to finish the task. And he is the saviour of the world for any and all who will call out to him. It's about forgiveness. It's about our broken relationship with God being mended, not because I try harder, but by what Jesus Christ has done for us. Him being born in a stable, placed in a manger, that's the beginning of the story. At Easter, we hear about why he came, to die on a cross, to pay the price for our sin, that we might be restored back to a relationship with the God who made us. Today, each and every one of us is invited to the joy of coming to God. It's a joy that isn't temporary. It's not like celebrating a World Cup victory or having loads of Christmas presents or a lot of money in the bank. It's not a joy based on circumstance, but on getting to know the God who knew you before you were born, knows the number of hairs on your head and he cares for you deeply. At the end of this passage that we read, we read about the shepherds who are invited to believe what the angel has said and go and find that child. Today, we've got the same invitation. If you don't know Jesus, you've heard the message, you've heard the claim that the Bible makes. Will you join the shepherds in finding out whether it's true? One of the ways you can explore whether it's true or not, there's a number of ways, but one of the ways you can explore whether it's true or not is you can, after Christmas, February and March, we're running something called an Alpha Course. It's an opportunity to explore the claims of Christianity. It's free, doesn't cost anything to come along. It runs over eight weeks on a Thursday evening and each week we'll explain a different aspect of the Christian faith, what it means to follow Jesus. It'll be a mixture of videos that we watch and there'll be discussion as well, opportunity to ask questions and we throw a load of food in too. It's not, it's not to be missed. We're going to be running it up here at the Hastings Centre. And if you want to find out more, look for someone in a red Alpha t-shirt. So Lee, why don't you stand up, wave your hands about. Look for someone in a t-shirt. Wait, you're not waving your hands. Well done, Lee. Look for someone in a red t-shirt and they can, they can, no, actually not just any red t-shirt, to be honest, because there might be people wearing red t-shirts who don't know anything about Alpha here this evening. Find a red T-shirt with Alpha written across the front of it. And you can either sign up with them, just give them the, your name and details and they will pass them on to us. Or they can tell you more information about what it is, an Alpha course, and explain a little bit more to you. Or there are flyers on the chairs. 
And on the flyer, there is um, a, a link where you can go to our website and you can sign up online. You may not want to wait until February to find out more about Jesus. So why don't you grab one of the people with the Alpha T-shirts on and ask them about what it means to follow Jesus. They're also going to have some of these uh, little pink books and it's Luke's Gospel. So if you want to read this story for yourself about Jesus, the birth of Jesus, about the shepherds, if you want to find out more about what Jesus claimed and what Jesus did, why don't you pick up one of these free books? Again, you can get it from someone in a red Alpha T-shirt or there's a few of them on the um, speaker just down to the right of me here. At the end of the day, there are hundreds of people right here in this auditorium who know the joy of following and loving Jesus. And to be quite honest, I've got to be, I've got to be honest with you, we want you to know that as well if you don't, because it is such good news. I'm going to pray and I think as if by magic, the band should appear behind me. That's what I'm hoping. Look at that. That's amazing, that is. By the way, I think the band have done it incredibly well, haven't they? I think they've done it. has been brilliant. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you came into this world. Thank you, God, the one who has always existed was clothed in flesh, came in human form, was born, placed in an animal's feeding trough. Why? Because he cares about us. Lord Jesus, I pray this Christmas, would we get to know you better? Whether we've known you for decades or whether we're just hearing a little bit about you for the first time tonight, I ask you, would you reveal yourself to us in greater and greater ways? Lord Jesus, you are real and I pray I pray that every person in this auditorium this evening would come to know you, the ultimate joy giver. I pray for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. The guys are now going to perform a song and it's just an opportunity for you to think about, well, think about what they're singing um, and think about what I've shared with you over the last 15 minutes. Please take your seats as we now hear from uh, Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news and will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's now hear from Paul as he unpacks this wonderful moment for us. Thanks, Ben. So good to, uh, so good to be with you. Um, as Ben said, my name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at King's. And uh, 
Thank you so much for coming to celebrate Christmas with us. It's a bit like the TARDIS in there. Did you notice people just keep going in and in and in? It's not very big, you know. It's only about as big as this stage block. So they're all, all cramped up on each other in, inside there. Um, we've called this evening's um, event um, Joy to the World. And I thought, I thought what I'd start with is spread a little bit of joy. Are you up for that? You're up for spreading a bit of joy? Brilliant. So I have got the best Christmas cracker jokes in the world. And uh, we're going to mark them and see which ones we think are any good. Um, when, when, when I did this in Bexhill, I think it was unanimous. None of them were any good at all. But uh, we, will, we will give it a go. We will give it a go. So first one. Did Rudolph go to school? No, he was elf taught. Doesn't work without glasses, really doesn't. Who's Santa's favourite singer? No, it could be. Elvis, El, Elf is Presley. Brilliant, and I, I, do, I do one more. What athlete is the warmest in winter? A long jumper. No, they, 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 to be honest, they weren't very good, were they? But uh, what, what is going to bring you joy this Christmas? What was it that you hoped would happen that would bring you joy? Maybe, maybe you had your heart set on England winning the World Cup. Okay, didn't work out so well, did it? Dear old Harry Kane, after he missed the penalty. Oh, dearie me. Maybe it's not that. Maybe, maybe kids, it's that you'll get a whole load of presents. That's not real, by the way. No one gets that many presents. They're probably all empty boxes. So uh, just, uh, just so you don't have too high expectations for Christmas Day. Maybe you think that you would have loads of joy if you won the lottery, like this couple here, who won £184 million. So Joe and Jess Thwaite on the 10th of May this year picked up a cheque for that amount. And you think, well, maybe if I got that, I would be so full of joy, it would all be sorted. Or maybe, maybe, maybe a newborn baby, that is what will bring you joy. The truth is, truth is all of these things, all of these things will bring joy, but, but, but joy to all the world? I mean, I'm sure the Thwaites were really pleased to get the £184 million, but to be quite honest, it doesn't make a lot of difference to me, and it probably doesn't make a lot of difference to you. So the claim, joy to all the world, is, is a big claim. Let me just remind you of some of the words that we read out, um, Ben read out just a few moments ago. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. It was night, and they were taking care of their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news. It will bring great joy for all people. And I guess if that is all people, that includes all of us. And, and not just a little bit of joy, but great joy for all people. Today in Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here is how you will know that I'm telling you the truth. 
you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger in an animal's feeding trough. So what the claim is that I've just read right now is that 2,000 years ago, a baby was born that will bring great joy for all the people. Now, on that night, I imagine there were thousands of babies born. And according to Google, which is a reliable source for all information, 385,000 babies were born today. That's a lot, isn't it? So what is it about this one baby that makes all this difference? And this one baby that will bring such great joy. What's different from any other birth? Well, we did read just there, actually, that one of the things that was different about that birth was the angelic visitation that took place. Now, I've, I've been around um, when my boys were born, and I'm pretty certain that there weren't any angels there. I don't think there were anyway. Um, I must admit, I was slightly distracted um, at Joshua's birth because I couldn't get the TV working. But I'm fairly certain that there were no angels in the room. So what is it about Jesus' birth that is so joy-giving? In that passage that we read, there are three titles, there are three names that I think are significant in understanding why this is so joy-giving. It says in verse 11, Today in Bethlehem, a saviour a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And I just want to briefly mention each of these three names, explain them to you, because I believe as I do that, you'll see why this birth, more than anything else, is so joy-giving. Certainly more joy-giving than my uh, Christmas cracker jokes anyway. The first, the first title, the first name is Jesus is Lord. If everyone reading this 2,000 years ago would know exactly what that meant, they would be in no doubt about what was claimed by Jesus having that title. The baby born in a stable is God clothed in flesh. God in a human body had come down. The one who was there right at the beginning when, when, when the world started the one that keeps it all spinning right now and the one who will be there at the end was lying there in an animal's feeding trough. It's, it's remarkable. That word Lord is used over, well, nearly 20 times in the beginning of Luke's gospel. And, and we've read a passage just from chapter two, so right at the start. And nearly all of those occurrences when it's used, it's talking about God. So there's no doubt this baby is claimed that he is God. God clothed in flesh, in all the weakness and all the limitation that comes in a human body. The second phrase that we read there is, he is the Messiah. This baby born in a stable was the Messiah. That means he is the anointed one. In olden times, kings of Israel were anointed with oil. It symbolised that God had equipped them. He had made them ready to be king for their kingly duty. So Jesus was the anointed one. He came um, with purpose and he was given everything he needed to fulfil that purpose. He is the anointed one. Only Jesus, the Messiah, is both authorised and empowered to carry out the specific work that his father had given him to do. And one of the things that he came to do was to reveal what God is like. If you want to know what God is like, you, you can make it up in your own head. 
Because sometimes you hear that, don't you? You know, oh, I think of God like that. I think he's like a warm, cuddly Father Christmas. Or, or I think about God like this. Well, truth is, you can, you can think whatever you like about God, but if you want to find out what he's actually like, go to the Bible. See what it says about him there, because that's what will make the difference. This Jesus didn't stay as a baby in a feeding trough. He grew to be a man. And when you read the, the, the Gospel of Luke, you'll find that he was provoking and challenging. You'll find that he cares about the one. He cares about the marginalised. He cares about the broken, the overlooked. He has time for people. You may be here today and you think, God wouldn't take any notice of me. Yes, he would. He cares about you. He cares about every single human being born on the face of this planet. But this Jesus is not some pushover. He hates injustice. He hates hypocritical behaviour and he called it out when he walked around on the earth. He loves right living, putting others first, caring for the disadvantaged. He loves healthy relationships, whether that's between parents and children, husbands and wives, bosses and employees, friends, neighbours. He cares about how we treat each other. Even, even people we don't know, how we treat them, those we might pass in the street. Jesus cares about those things. And, and I'm not just making this up. It's not just my idea. It's, it's in the Bible. It's what it's, how it describes Jesus in the Bible. But he didn't just come to show us what God is like. He came to fix the monumental problem that exists in the world. And that leads me to the last title, the last name that we read in this passage. Jesus is the saviour. He is the one that came to rescue people from the predicament of sin, sorrow and death and bring blessings that every single one of us needs. When we think about what Jesus is like, when I think about what Jesus is like and I read about him, I realise I cannot measure up to how he lived. I just can never hit the target. And truth is, it's the same for every single person here. Some of you might be genuinely good people, well done. Others of you, you might think you're, you're a million miles away from God and God would not be interested in you. To be honest, sorry about using the football analogy again. About this time last week, Harry Kane took a really good penalty, he scored a goal, didn't he? But then he took a really bad penalty and he blazed it over the bar. And truth is, it doesn't matter whether he blazed it over the bar or he hit the post. He came really, really close and it bounced out. He missed. He missed the target. England didn't score. We went out. And it's the same for us. None of us by our own effort, none of us by our own trying, we can't hit the target. We need someone who can help us. We all fall short. And most messages we hear are about what we need to do. Well, well, just try a bit harder. Maybe you can clean yourself up. Maybe you can earn your way back in. Maybe, maybe when you've done those things, then you'll be good enough to come along to church. But that's not, that's not joy bringing. That's not good news. That, that's, that loads us down with weights and things we cannot carry. This is a message 
This is a joy-filled message because it's about what God has done for us. It's about what he is doing for us. A baby boy born in a stable, placed in a manger, he is the Lord. He is God clothed in flesh. He is the Messiah, the anointed one, equipped to finish the task. And he is the saviour of the world for any and all who will call out to him. It's about forgiveness. It's about our broken relationship with God being mended, not because I try harder, but by what Jesus Christ has done for us. Him being born in a stable, placed in a manger, that's the beginning of the story. At Easter, we hear about why he came, to die on a cross, to pay the price for our sin, that we might be restored back to a relationship with the God who made us. Today, each and every one of us is invited to the joy of coming to God. It's a joy that isn't temporary. It's not like celebrating a World Cup victory or having loads of Christmas presents or a lot of money in the bank. It's not a joy based on circumstance, but on getting to know the God who knew you before you were born, knows the number of hairs on your head, and he cares for you deeply. At the end of this passage that we read, we read about the shepherds who are invited to believe what the angel has said and go and find that child. Today, we've got the same invitation. If you don't know Jesus, you've heard the message, you've heard the claim that the Bible makes. Will you join the shepherds in finding out whether it's true? One of the ways you can explore whether it's true or not, there's a number of ways, but one of the ways you can explore whether it's true or not is you can, after Christmas, February and March, we're running something called an Alpha Course. It's an opportunity to explore the claims of Christianity. It's free, doesn't cost anything to come along. It runs over eight weeks on a Thursday evening. And each week we'll explain a different aspect of the Christian faith, what it means to follow Jesus. It'll be a mixture of videos that we watch and there'll be discussion as well, opportunity to ask questions. And we throw a load of food in too. It's not, it's not to be missed. We're going to be running it up here at the Hastings Centre. And if you want to find out more, look for someone in a red Alpha t-shirt. So Lee, why don't you stand up, wave your hands about. Look for someone in a t-shirt. Wait, you're not waving your hands. Well done, Lee. Look for someone in a red t-shirt. And they can, they can, no, actually not just any red t-shirt, to be honest, because there might be people wearing red t-shirts who don't know anything about Alpha here this evening. Find a red T-shirt with Alpha written across the front of it. And you can either sign up with them, just give them the, your name and details, and they will pass them on to us. Or they can tell you more information about what it is, an Alpha course, and explain a little bit more to you. Or there are flyers on the chairs. And on the flyer, there is um, a, a link where you can go to our website and you can sign up online. You may not want to wait until February to find out more about Jesus. So why don't you grab one of the people with the Alpha t-shirts on and ask them about what it means to follow 
Jesus. They're also going to have some of these uh, little pink books and it's Luke's gospel. So if you want to read this story for yourself about Jesus, the birth of Jesus, about the shepherds, if you want to find out more about what Jesus claimed and what Jesus did, why don't you pick up one of these free books again? You can get it from someone in a red alpha t-shirt or there's a few of them on the um, speaker just down to the right of me here. At the end of the day, there are hundreds of people right here in this auditorium who know the joy of following and loving Jesus. And to be quite honest, I've got to be, I've got to be honest with you, we want you to know that as well if you don't, because it is such good news. I'm going to pray, and I think, as if by magic, the band should appear behind me. That's what I'm hoping. Look at that. That's amazing, that is. By the way, I think the band have done it incredibly well, haven't they? I think they've done it. It's been brilliant. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you came into this world. Thank you, God, the one who has always existed, was clothed in flesh, came in human form, was born, placed in an animal's feeding trough. Why? Because he cares about us. Lord Jesus, I pray this Christmas would we get to know you better. Whether we've known you for decades or whether we're just hearing a little bit about you for the first time tonight, I ask you, would you reveal yourself to us in greater and greater ways? Lord Jesus, you are real and I pray, I pray that every person in this auditorium this evening would come to know you, the ultimate joy giver. I pray for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. The guys are now going to perform a song and it's just an opportunity for you to think about, well, think about what they're singing um, and think about what I've shared with you over the last 15 minutes. <laughs>